Scammers are becoming increasingly sophisticated with nearly half of all Westpac bank customers saying they're finding scams harder to identify. The bank's survey of 1,300 customers found 87% had received a suspicious message in the past six months and 49% found it was harder to tell if a call or email was fraudulent. Westpac's head of financial crime, Mark Coxhead, says its customers' total financial losses from scams have doubled in the past year but was unable to provide a precise figure. He says scammers are becoming more advanced in their methods, challenging the notion that it's older people who are vulnerable. So traditionally it used to be the uh, email from the Nigerian prince or uh, a lawyer in another country that you've got a, a deceased relative wa- wanting to um, wanting your details. But, but they're, they're still around and they still exist. But increasingly we are seeing uh, the impersonation scams pretending to be a bank, uh, a credit card company, a government department, uh, really, really on the rise. And um, with just a little bit of personal information, these people can be very convincing. Mark Coxhead says typical red flags that people need to look out for include a sense of urgency in a message or call, unusual payment methods like cryptocurrencies, and deals that seem too good to be true. A recruitment agency says unpaid overtime will have a negative effect on staff as more and more employees put in extra hours. Research from recruitment firm Hayes shows a net 36% of organisations reporting a rise in overtime levels. And it says just under half of overtime in the country is not paid. Hayes Local Managing Director Adam Shapley says in a particularly stretched workforce, unpaid overtime can have a critical effect on morale. What it can lead to is it can reduce productivity, impair performance, increase error rates. You know, if, if you're doing more than your, your contracted hours, you're going to get tired. It can lead to burnout, mental health issues, physical problems. You know, if, you, if you're desk bound for for much longer than your your role is designed to do you're not doing the physical exercise you're not spending time with your family you know so that that is a it's not really a sustainable situation that's hayes new zealand managing director adam shapley the retirement industry accepts the sector needs to improve but warns any change could have unintended consequences calls have been growing from residents and sector groups to re- to review the 20-year-old legislation governing the industry the retirement villages association president graham wilkinson says changes are probably needed about disclosures or stopping fees because of the death of a resident or a person moving to care he says it's ready to work with the government around consumer protections, but warns against over-regulation. What we don't want to see is that overreach and unintended consequences, whereby there's changes to the commercial terms and the actual model itself. Because when you're investing for 5, 10, 15 years, you need some certainty. And you need to know in 10 years' time when you finish this and you're looking forward to receiving some return, as one would expect, that suddenly it was whisked away from you because of the change of rules. That's Retirement Villages Association President Graham Wilkinson. Meanwhile, the sale of Boopa New Zealand's Retirement Village and Aged Care Operations is underway, according to the Australian newspaper. It's reporting that Macquarie Capital is running the sale with possible buyers being given about a month to put in indicative bids. The British-controlled group is looking for a buyer for its 38 retirement villages and close to 50 specialist aged care facilities. 
According to the most recent filing at the company's office, Bupa Care Services reported an after-tax profit of $41.5 million in the calendar year of 2021, down 17% on 2020. Its investment properties were valued at $1.2 billion. Well, it's just gone 25 minutes past 12, which means it's time for an update from the markets. Our brokers this week from Craig's Investment Partners are locked away in meetings today, but our business editor Giles Beckford is here with the latest market moves. Good afternoon to you, Giles. Kira Nicholas, uh, looking at the local market, uh, it's a shade softer, or nothing, although nothing too dramatic. The NZX50 is currently down 36 points. That's about a third of a percent at 11,573. Among some of the moves, Auckland Airport down 3 cents at $7.61. Infratil is up 21 cents at $9.23. Mercury Energy up 6 cents at $5.91. Meridian Energy is down 6 cents at $4.91. Port of Tauranga is down 11 cents at $6.60. PGG Wrightson's up 9 cents at $4.67. Restaurant Brands up 5 cents at $8.20. And since we've been talking about the retirement sector, interest there, Arvida is up 3 cents at $1.55 and Somerset up 7 cents at $10.90. Looking across the Tasman, Australia's ASX 200 in early trading is flat at 6,843. The New Zealand dollar, 60.85 US cents, 89.5 Australian, 52.7 British pence, 0.611 euro, 85.2 Japanese yen and 4.2 Chinese yuan. All eyes on the markets, of course, on the U.S. jobs report that will be out overnight. Expectations are for uh, somewhere around 300,000 jobs being added to the U.S. economy in the past month, which will uh, firm up expectations of further hefty rate rises from the Federal Reserve. And speaking of interest rates, 90-day bank bills 3.48%, 10-year bonds 4.03%, Brent crude oil $92.36 U.S. a barrel, and gold a dollar sixty at one th- up a dollar sixty at one thousand six hundred ninety eight US dollars an ounce. That's the markets for now, Nicholas. Thank you for that, Giles. That's Giles Beckford with our markets update. And in other business news, a new book has levelled claims of widespread bullying, sexism, racism, drug use, and a punishing work-life imbalance at one of Wall Street's biggest names, Goldman Sachs. The book is Bully Market, a story of money and misogyny, and the author is Jamie Fiore Higgins. She was a former managing director in the firm and one of the few women at senior levels. She was earning a million dollars a year, but it took a severe toll on her personally. She says corporate behavior needs a complete cleanup. And I think the important thing is too is the disconnect between fancy talking points in the executive office that promises one thing and then the day-to-day. That's a very different experience. So for example, when I started at Goldman, the tagline was minds wide open and my experience couldn't have been further from the truth. To be successful on Wall Street, you need to be sharp and smart, but there's no reason why you can't be a good character too. And so that's kind of what I want to bring to the table here is that just because these businesses have been successful so far, if they're sidelining large portions of the population, you know, I I think they're losing. That's Jamie Fiore Higgins, author of Bully Bully Market, that is. In reply, Goldman Sachs says it strongly disagrees with the way the firm's culture has been represented and the anonymised allegations. Well, that's business for now. The team will be back with an update on the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint.